The second thing I mentioned is immersing in nature and the natural elements and honoring the deeper agreement of something larger and more expansive than us, which can remind us of our order and belonging. Immersing in nature can simply mean stepping outside and walking around your neighborhood, noticing the trees and any flowers, notice any wildlife, birds, insects, creatures. And again, it reminds us that we have divine order and that we're not alone. Have you ever seen anything in your life more wonderful than the way the sun, every evening, relaxed and easy, floats toward the horizon and into the clouds or the hills or the rumpled sea and is gone? And how it slides again out of the blackness every morning on the other side of the world, like a red flower streaming upward on its heavenly oils, say, on a morning in early summer at its perfect imperial distance? And have you ever felt for anything such wild love? Do you think there is anywhere in any language a word billowing enough for the pleasure that fills you as the sun reaches out, as it warms you, as you stand there empty-handed? Or have you too turned from this world? Or have you too gone crazy for power, for things? Hi there, my friends. It's KJ, and this is the Stories of Astonishing Light podcast. We are at episode 83, and I realized that I haven't had a tiny astonishment for a little while. The timing, of course, falls in beautifully for a tiny astonishment in which May is Mental Health Awareness Month, as well as Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. I've noticed that the theme since starting season four is of rediscovery and reclamation. It's the acknowledgement that wisdom is innate and that we simply need to remember and honor. Remember the stories, the stories around us and within us that are an answer to a beckoning that we might feel, though we don't quite know how to explain why or how we have that feeling. I was interviewed a few days ago by the second of two journalists from wellness and psychology magazines. And while that was so very exciting, I realized what I was most excited about was talking about the uncovering, the excavation process of creativity and where it intersects with mental wellness. Perfect timing to have a little check-in with you all. And I wanted to tell you a little bit of what those conversations were like and what were unearthed for me. The topics fall in beautifully with the themes of this month, which is mental wellness and heritage for those of us who are Asian American, Pacific Islander. One of the questions that was asked of me in this interview was how we can connect in a simple way to our creative expression, especially when a lot of us don't believe that we have the capacity to be creative. And what does this indicate when we feel that we don't have creativity and how that impacts, how that informs our mental and emotional wellness? And it's such a fantastic question. And I found myself 
moving through a handful of suggestions that include this theme of rediscovery and reclamation and the intersection of creative expression and mental wellness. Here is my summary, a Cliff's Notes version of what I shared with the journalist who asked that wonderful question. I suggested that we physically move as if we're six years old. You all have heard me say this before if you've attended any of my creativity and compassion workshops or if you've been with me in Bali, or if you've done a creativity VIP day with me, one of the first exercises that we move through is remembering a time when we were six years old and we felt uninhibited, unconditioned, unchastised. And when we physically go through the emotions of, so for me, a lot of you do know, that could be roller skating, that is returning to my music, singing, playing piano, picking around on the guitar. If you start to embody those memories of how you moved, what you did, how you acted when you were six years old and free, how that reminds you and activates the body's memory. I embodied that this last week, returning to these childlike wonders and activities that completely fill me with joy and that I could spend hours and hours and days and days immersed in. I returned to my guitar and piano. Baby steps. I restrung my guitar. Okay, I didn't restring my guitar, but I sent it down the street to a family-owned music shop. And they restrung and cleaned up my classical guitar. And it is glowing. It is out in my living room. I'm looking at it right now. My physical embodiment of my six-year-old self is practicing just strumming and retuning it each day. Another thing I do is I find myself at the piano at least for a few minutes each day, just picking at it with no expectations. It's just the interaction and being in collaboration with the instrument again. That was one of the first things I mentioned to the journalist. The second thing I mentioned is immersing in nature and the natural elements, and honoring the deeper agreement of something larger and more expansive than us, which can remind us of our order and belonging. Immersing in nature can simply mean stepping outside and walking around your neighborhood, noticing the trees and any flowers, notice any wildlife, birds, insects, creatures, And again, it reminds us that we have divine order and that we're not alone. The way that I've immersed in natural elements, again, is in a return and a remembrance of my roots. I have been to Bali now twice since we last truly checked in, and I've been to Scotland as well. And while Scotland isn't, say, of the Pacific Islander. It is a part of a landmass that is of the British Isles. I found that it was one of the most striking and grounding places. I can't wait to go back. And I'm heading back in two weeks to facilitate and introduce my expressive arts and creative recovery wellness program in Bali as well as Lombok, which is Bali's island neighbor. There is something about facilitation of creativity workshops. I have found 
my original instructions. Now, when I say original instructions, I'm referring to what some First Nations call what we are designed to do, why we're here. Other cultures may refer to this as a soul's mission or dharma, purpose. I refer to this as an ancient calm and a great knowing. What is it that you know? Is there a place? Is there an activity? Where is it for you? I'm wondering if anything has come up for you. And this is an answer to the journalist's inquiry of how do we connect with our creativity, especially when we don't think we're creative, but also how does that inform and impact our mental wellness? Do we feel more creative? Does it help with our sleep? Does it decrease anxiety? Do we find that there is less isolation and loneliness? Let me know what comes up for you when you think about what six-year-old you does when you're uninhibited, unconditioned, and what you do when you immerse in natural elements. How do you realize? How do you touch base with or understand that you are a part of a larger fluid system? What does that look like for you? So to keep this as a tiny astonishment, I will end here for now, but I'll return to follow up with some more ideas and suggestions on how we might be able to expand in our natural ways of expression and notice how that correlates with our emotional and mental capacity as I opened this tiny astonishment with a poem of the land from Mary Oliver. I'll be closing this conversation with a poem from the land. The excerpt that I'll be reading is from a poem written by my dear, dear friend, Catherine LeGrice. I thank you for taking the time to remember and honor the astonishing stories around us and within us. All I can offer, my song of farewell. Keep my words, keep them safe in you, and my pictures in your mind's eye, the carved out spaces, the secret places, where I tried to say how all of this meant all of me, and what I made of this meeting. Keep them close, keep my light with you, for the times when it may be too dim to see, keep me. Thank you for listening to the Stories of Astonishing Light podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can support this podcast in a few different ways. First, you could post a screenshot of the podcast on your Instagram and Facebook stories or in your feeds and tag me at Bliss Begins Within or Musings on Other, and I can repost you. Another way to spread the love is to share this podcast with your friends and family, anyone whom you think might enjoy it as well. 
A third way to support this podcast is to subscribe, download, and leave a positive review on any of the platforms you listen to the show on. And this way we can continue to grow our audience and reach more listeners. A quick and direct way to leave a review is by going to ratethispodcast.com forward slash astonishing stories. I am so grateful to spend this time with you exchanging such uplifting tales of resilience. We'll see you next time. Thank you.